great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Tuesday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Rita Cosby. So a couple of issues this morning where I'm scratching my head trying to figure them out. One, and this is why folks are so cynical about the political process, because Governor Hochul, boy, she didn't talk about this really during the campaign. She has signed legislation into law. And you already know I'm going with the wokeness here. Legislation into law that replaces the word alien and state statutes with the politically correct term now, non-citizen. And and think about it, folks. If you refer to someone as a non-citizen, what's the next step after that? If you say they are a, are a non-citizen, what's the next step after that? Citizen. Just think about that. So alien is out, non-citizen uh, is in. And this also apparently includes mixing uh, illegal alien in favor of undocumented non citizen i i shouldn't laugh i i should take this uh i should i should be responsible i should take this very very seriously the governor of our state says says matt blaze that the term now is uh no longer illegal alien but undocumented non-citizen it's so stupid and i'll tell you why <laughs> because it's very easy to mix up and not hear somebody correctly. So if you say, are you an alien? Yes, you get that. If you say, are you a non-citizen? Right. right. Or somebody goes, "Uh, no, Uh, I'm a citizen. Or or, or they go, I didn't hear what you said. Or even just paperwork, non-citizen, citizen being on the same. It's just too confusing. Alien and citizen, you don't get confused. Well, well, Kenneth, uh, sitting to your right, your generation is all about the kumbaya, the wokeness. You explain this. Dom, I, I, I can't explain that wokeness. I'm not on board with that. Okay, all uh, right. To me, it's, it's at least undocumented immigrant sounds better. Okay, undocumented immigrant. But now, but that's not correct. It's undocumented non-citizen. You, you can't win. You, you can't you, win. You can't win. It's not even undocumented. It's just non-citizen. Right. And and it's just amazing. It is amazing that Governor Hochul did not talk about this during the campaign for governor. You know, it's just it's just interesting. So that's one thing, folks, where I'm scratching my head. And this morning we are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The other one. And yes, I am blaming President Biden, and here's why. Because when it happens on your watch, it's your responsibility. So now, apparently, children's Tylenol is disappearing. It's hard to find in drugstores in New York City, around New York City. It's because of the RSV COVID and the flu, a, a triple triple demic we have going on here, and staples like Tylenol and Robitussin for children are very very hard to find this holiday season. It's almost like the equivalent the equivalent of many popular uh, toys, kid toys that that are that are hard to find. So that's the latest thing 
where uh, throughout America, first it was baby baby formula, then it was uh, feminine products. Now it's um, Tylenol and Robitussin. What's next? What What's next? But, hey, we can't get products, but we can get a WNBA basketball player back from Russia. Another issue, before I get to this morning's topic, and we see your calls, um, another topic that has me scratching my head a little bit, the former comptroller of New York City, Scott Stringer, has filed a defamation lawsuit against the woman who accused him of sexual assault. You you may recall that um, she made the allegation a few months before the mayor's race. He was in third place at that time after she made her allegation. Uh, he dropped down to fifth place, lost all his major endorsements, and, um, you know, he's he's apparently suing for for his reputation. He wants an apology, and um, we'll, we'll see how this all plays out. He says anything that went on between the two was consensual. And so I'm going to start with your calls in just one second. But this is one I spent the entire day thinking about. If you want to know, why certain things don't improve, exhibit A, in terms of how the courts are used and advocates running to, to court at the snap of a finger, uh, and, and, and everybody's entitled to representation. But, for example, uh, and I'm talking about the, uh, the Mayor Adams' uh, plan to deal with the mentally ill to force people from the streets. And so already the advocates have gone to court. And I I just suggest, I don't know what the women's uh, bathroom is like, but pick any morning rush hour and just go into the men's room at Penn Station. One, you're taking your life into your own hands. Two, you got to hope and pray that in any of the stalls that people are not in there having sex. Three, in order to get to the urinals and the uh, toilets, you've got to walk down this pathway, which is a long pathway where you could wash your hands and there are mirrors. And it is at that point where you will pass at least seven homeless people. And they are there with their shirts off, their pants off in some cases, and they're literally taking a bath without the bathtub, and they're washing up, and some are shaving. And I understand that they, they've got to uh, do the hygiene thing as well, but this is a public restroom at Penn Station. And if you talk to the Amtrak police, any of the police that, that are there, they will tell you that their that their hands are completely tied. So what they do is they put a like a police substation right in front of the men's room and the ladies' room, and their hands are tied because advocates have gone to court where the homeless have rights to just roam in, in Penn Station. And this is something that Curtis Sliwa has talked about for years. He's dead on regarding this issue. And so I'm going to brief you on the uh, lawsuit in just one second. Uh, that's already in federal court. Adam's plan that it's basically starting, it's already in federal court. Let's begin with our friend Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning. The reason they want, of course, to make all of these illegal people citizens is they're all going to vote Democrat. They're guaranteeing that New York State will never, ever, ever have another Republican mayor or governor. That's the whole idea of it. And this is why the mayor pays no attention to the homeless people here, because he figures, number one, they don't vote. And number two, to be perfectly honest, the city now is predominantly black. The black people in New York will never, never, never stop voting Democrat. He owns their vote. 
no matter what he does to them, no matter how miserable and rotten he treats them, by giving these illegals priority. Now, now they just said they're going to build something like a 1,400 apartment, a low income or, or affordable living housing development in Queens. And he came right out and said, this is for the illegals. It's not for the homeless that are Americans. He completely forgot about the homeless here because, like I said, he knows the black road is in his pocket. There is no way he can lose it. But the illegals are a new vote, and he has to make sure that he kisses their rear end so this way they'll vote for him. So I would just like to ask Mayor Adams, when he goes to buy Listerine, does he buy it by the five-gallon drum or barrel? Because he must have a horrible taste in his mouth from kissing their rear end, because that's all he does. I I knew, Michael, there was a punchline um, uh, to to that. I just knew it was coming. But thank you. Thank you uh, for the call. Let's go to uh, Frank in New Jersey regarding the lack of medicine for children, I believe. Frank, is that accurate? Uh, that is correct, Dominic. A privilege, as always. Uh, really Thank quick you. For, for Governor Hochul, I think she should go with permanent visitor as an acronym. That should help out as well. Mm. Uh, but you know what? Uh, my kid, he's three years old, my son, and he suffers from frequent earaches. And, uh, Dominic, there's no tunnel, there's no rubber tussin, there's actually none of the psyllids, amoxicillin, cyproflaxin, anything like that either. So how our children are not going to die from COVID or anything like that. They're going to be suffering from the common sicknesses that we, that our kids get through the schools. So where is the administration? Where's the Food and Drug Administration to help us with our children? Where are they? Well, what 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 I don't understand, uh, Frank, and I'm sorry that you said your son is three, correct? Correct. I'm sorry that your son is uh, going through this, but it, what scares me is that all the children, we you know, we're headed into the flu season, and so what's going to happen? And 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 I do put this at the doorstep of President Biden because and 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 folks, if this happened under Trump, let let me backtrack. If this happened under Trump, I would say exactly the same thing. Mr. President, how is it that here in America, I mean, we can roll out the red carpet when it comes for to migrants or, or should I say, um, undocumented non-citizens. We can roll out the red carpet. Oh, there's no expense to cut. You can stay in hotels in Midtown. Yesterday or a week ago, you were living God knows where, but you're in Manhattan now, and you can live it up. You you don't want to stay in Tent City? You don't have to stay in Tent City. It cost us $6 million to build Tent City? We'll tear it down. We'll put you in the hotels. And in the meantime, people like like, uh, Frank that just called, his three-year-old son and, and children across America can't get Robitussin and Tylenol. And if your child, kids get fevers, it, it's it's part of, uh, of the course of what happens, 101 fever. If you don't have the Tylenol to bring that down, then what? Is the next step now? that you've got to take your child to the emergency room. And then the week after that, you'll get a bill for $3,500 at a minimum. Because all you needed to do was break the fever and your child had a fever of 101. And you can't go. So you know what's going to happen now. On the Ebays of the world, you're going to see people selling Tylenol, and Robitussin. Like I said, it's almost like the hot toy of the season. Mike in South Carolina, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Top of the morning, Dominic. Good Let's morning. Go Cortland. Let's go Cortland. I'll start off with that. Let's there go you Cortland. go. Let's go Cortland yeah. Red Dragons. Red Dragons. You know, I just uh, uh, tuned you in. I just... Dozed off, I woke up, I got to tune in Dominic. And isn't it something political correctness, what we have? 
uh, aliens. I just mentioned a can. How about recent visitors to our good country? You know, and unbelievable what's happening happening all over our great country, what was once our great country. And uh, like you mentioned, the Penn Station and this and that. You know what gets me, Dominic? I know you got people on deck. You know what gets me? How about our veterans? Our, our, our veterans are homeless, and they're giving carte blanche to these immigrantes. And, you know, uh, here you go. Here's a hotel. Live it up, like you said. Here's some, you know, uh, 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 health uh, care stuff. Here's a credit card. Here's a cell phone. 5.5 million. Are you kidding me? And, you know, and, and it, of course, of course, the, the children have to be enrolled in school. But somebody, yes. but somebody has to say, it must be pointed out that, yes, the children must obtain an education legally while they're here yes. in America. But what about the overcrowding of the classrooms uh, here, here in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut? What, what, what about that? And I, I mean, and, yep. And, 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 yeah, great. and that, and so, and so, you know, my, my kids are old and they're not, but let's just say for argument's sake, Mike, that, yep. that my kids were in elementary school. And let's just say my son was struggling, uh, uh, in English or math. And now, and now in that one classroom, you bring in an additional five, six, seven, eight students. The teacher is already on overload to begin with. Now what? Well said, overload. Now what? That's a big question mark. And how about this, Dominic? And, you know, it, it is unreal, you know, Biden and his comrades, and they're flying them in in the cover of darkness all over the country. They're flying them in in the cover of darkness. Isn't that great? You know what, Dominic? Great show. Uh, I always tune in when I'm up. And um, keep doing what you're doing. And Frank's on deck. So uh, if I can stay awake, I'll listen to Frank also. But you got it going on, and everybody overnight's got it going on. Well, you thank know, you. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say, Mike, and you have a uh, great morning. And, of course, you just mentioned Frank Morano. Frank Morano is coming up uh, at 1 a.m. this morning. Thank you so much, Mike, for that call. Frank will be here uh, with you folks. Uh, I, I haven't even, I'm going to continue taking your calls. I'm about to go to Andrew in Stanhope, New Jersey. But I haven't even detailed you folks yet on the lawsuit in federal court before Adam's plan is even underway to deal with the homeless. The advocates are saying, no, 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 no. Don't touch them. Leave them right there. We're going to fight for them, for their rights. Leave them right there. They want to bathe in, in, in the restroom at Penn Station where, you know, you, you, you're, you're praying, or at least I am. When, and I don't know why, whenever I'm passing through Penn Station, nature calls. And and you're like, please, 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 let me just not, not have to go to the restroom while while I'm here in Penn Station. And sure, I take a water pill every day. And sure enough, as soon as I hit Penn Station, I've got to go to the restroom. And when you walk into the restroom, it's like, let me hit Lotto today. Let me not be attacked by, and this is how I define hitting Lotto, let me not be attacked by a homeless person. Let me not have too much eye contact with this individual that's uh, bathing in, in only his underwear and talking to himself uh, and, and shaving at the same time. And, 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 and to look at this individual, and they're lined up, it's like they believe that they're at the Marriott somewhere. And this is the reality and then you go to 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 the actual uh, toilets or the urinals. Many of them, I don't know why, they, they just lock up inside the uh, toilet and close the door. I don't know if they're sleeping. I don't know if they're shooting drugs. I don't want to make any assumption. But they just seem to stay in there. I don't know why. And then... In order to go to the urinal, you got to turn your back to the toilet, and God only knows what's happening, what you can't see behind you. Let's go to Andrew at Stanhope, New Jersey. Good morning, Andrew. What's on your mind? I feel bad for you having to use the facilities. It's probably psychological, <laughs> like, it, like it triggers you. 
you know, like you're going against yourself, undermining. But, um, yeah, the other callers were right with the undocumented, if you want to refer. It's unfair. My wife came here legally, and she hates that they kissed the butt of the undocumented. And it's right. They want that new voting block. Mayor Adams, like the caller said, he has the black vote. But speaking of the African-American kids in the city, the youth, they're flooding or, you know, putting more undocumented in the schools. Then you need more English second language. And they block because the teacher union doesn't want school choice. So you're, you're taking the, the failing inner city schools with a lot of black students, putting English second language, making the schools even weaker, which is a terrible thing to do to the African-American, especially the inner city the community. And lastly, Hochul, they had that meeting on anti-Semitism. Yes. But I say the meeting itself was anti-Semitic because no one brought up New York City's own AOC and Tlaib, especially uh, Omar. She blocked out Israel and, you know, on her map and said offensive things. And then Nancy Pelosi, whether she's anti-Semitic or not, did one of the most anti-Semitic things I ever saw. She changed the reprimand that Omar was going to be reprimanded for her anti-Semitism. And she changed it to, well, any type of hatred. And then they hugged on the floor of the house. So they're not really addressing it. They're just kissing. You know, they were kissing up to it. And uh, they won't address the squad. Well, Andrew, I I thank you for the call. You you brought up a number of uh, good points. What I don't understand, folks, why is it so hard for leadership to simply do the right thing? Stand by your constituents. Law and order. Law and order. Law and order. Have a decent education system. Why are these things so hard? I I don't I don't get it. And so Mayor Adams is trying to do the right thing with the with taking the homeless off the uh off the street. And uh, advocates have already gone into federal court urging the federal judge, this was on Thursday, to stop the mayor's plan to force people from the streets and into mental health treatment. They told Judge Paul Crotty in a court filing that the policy Adams announced on November 29th was dangerously expanding an unlawful city policy permitting the involuntary detention of individuals who seem to have a mental illness. This is what they argued. Several organizations, including the New York Lawyers for the Public Interest and NAMI, which is a a wonderful organization. I've worked with NAMI many times in the past the National Alliance on uh, Mental Illness of New York City, said that the action was needed to stop large-scale involuntarily hospitalizations. The court filing included an account of one individual, of one individual who said that since the mayor's announcement, he has lived in constant fear that he will be forced to be hospitalized again after suffering involuntarily hospitalizations at least three times in the past. Are you telling me? And, and, and of course, you have to feel for that individual. No one should be forced to feel that way. But are you telling me it's more humane to just leave people on the street? a danger to themselves, and the way that I see it, more importantly, a danger to others. And we're going to get stuck on this again. Oh, who who defines what mental illness is? It's not fair. If, if a police officer solely decides that a person is mentally ill, that person can be sent to a hospital against their will. Do you really think a police officer has nothing else to do when they work as teams? than to just say, I I don't like this guy's attitude, let's send him to the psych ward. 
There's a team of individuals when when this happens. And listen, you can say whatever you want about Adams, but on this one, he is correct. We are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I'm not the only one that's saying that uh, Mayor Adams is correct with his uh, policy on the uh, on the mentally ill, forcibly removing them from the street. Uh, Governor David Patterson, and I say this all the time, the radio show of record, of record, happens to be uh, the Cats Roundtable and, and Cats at Night, uh, Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m., also airing on Sunday mornings, hosted by the owner-operator of WABC, John Katsimatidis, Governor David Patterson, the former governor of New York, a Democrat, appeared on the program, and he's backing Adams' initiative. I think on this one, the mayor's really been very proactive and that it not only will help to keep individuals like that off the streets, it's going to help the individuals themselves. Now what we need to do is what we should have been doing the last 15 or 20 years is reversing the deinstitutionalization of the late 70s that carried uh, into the 90s that doesn't allow us to have enough beds to house these people. So uh, kudos to the mayor. I think he was uh, real ahead of the, uh, uh, you know, ahead of the crowd on this one. And I think time will demonstrate that this was the right decision. I agree with you, and I agree with the mayor that it was the right decision. That these people need help, and it's time that they got help. And the dumb people that made those stupid laws about uh, they have the right to be uh, uh, homeless in the street. You uh, really have to question. Yeah, the I question their sanity. That that the, <laughs> but uh, that 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 being in the street homeless with very little clothing and and no shelter is a choice. How could that ever really be a choice? Folks, that's something to think about. We're going to be taking your telephone calls after this break. We do want to say to you, our 77 WABC listeners, you can win a 77 WABC Celebrating 100 Years poster signed by morning show hosted Rosenberg, Join the 77 WABC VIP club by downloading the app or go to wabcradio.com slash VIP to join. It's the newest and most rewarding way to be part of the 77 WABC family. Every week, we are giving away prizes to VIP club members. Prizes include live event experiences, celebrity meet and greets, signed items, concert tickets, and more. This week, a lucky VIP member will be chosen to receive a 77 WABC VIP club by donating, by downloading the app or by going to wabcradio.com slash VIP club. Sign up. You'll receive a special members-only newsletter and be automatically entered for a chance to win each week's reward. Download the 77 WABC app and join the 77 WABC VIP club today. Talk Radio 77. And we are back on this Tuesday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. I hope your day is off to a good start so far. Number of issues we are talking about. Governor Kathy Hochul uh, of New York has signed legislation into law that replaces the word alien as it relates to uh, migrants. I mean, can we say migrants or I, I mean, so now the the. 
term is the politically correct term now is non-citizen. So uh, instead of saying illegal alien, it's now undocumented non-citizen. Who is going to remember all of that? But I will tell you what all of us will remember while we're struggling to provide gifts uh, for loved ones, for for Hanukkah, for Christmas, for the holidays, you're just giving away the taxpayer dollars. Stay here in Midtown. Stay at the hotel. Bring everybody here. His food, his clothing, his cell phone. That's what we will remember. And so that's one issue. Then a second one is that now, and I put this at the feet of President Biden, people are going to drugstores every day hoping to hit lotto that these items will be present. And that is they're going early in the morning, and and that's the best time to get the kids stuff. And every time they put them out, like at Target, they're gone. And I'm referring to... A Tylenol, Robitussin for children. Your child has a fever. You are in trouble uh, these days. And we are also discussing Mayor Adams' uh, plan to deal with the mentally ill. And already, folks, uh, it's it's it may be tied up in federal court. And and I just found this one interesting. The MTA that's always complaining that it doesn't have money. Oh. You need a fair increase. We don't have money. We don't have money. We don't have money. Those private security guards that, that you see, I don't mean to laugh. Those private security guards that, that you um, that you see around at some of the train stations, a million dollars a month on private security guards. That's what the MTA is spending. A million dollars a month, $12 million in a year. But they have budgetary issues, right? Right. Let's go back to the telephone calls. We are taking your calls at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Fran in Queens, good morning and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Thank you, Dominic. Dominic, I'm hearing about people being picked up, uh, and as far as I'm concerned, they, they can't know that every one of those people uh, are mentally deficient or or whatever or, or need to be brought to hospitals against their will, just picking them up like that. Do you happen to remember the days of Willowbrook? I believe yes. that's what it was called, Willowbrook. Yes, it was called It was horrible. Yes. They were doing exactly that, and people were just thrown into hospitals, not taken care of, lying on the floor, all kinds of things. Are we forgetting about those things? What the hell are we doing, going backwards, doing such terrible things to people again? Well, Fran, I... I what, we should be doing, what we should be doing for those people that are out there and that are not all sick and everything. Some are homeless or whatever. What we should be doing is taking care of and finding out why we have so many people in that position, not picking them up and throwing them into the hospital, hiding them and mistreating them, and so on and so forth. Okay, so I, I went. I saw that Willowbrook <laughs> thing. I remember it. I haven't okay. forgotten it. Okay, I, I, I take a breath, Fran. I, I don't want you to get too upset here. So, but but here's the question I do want to ask you. I appreciate your passion, and and you're correct. However. A big however is coming. Is the alternative to just ignore the problem uh, because we and leave them on the street? Because right now, uh, you can't. We can't have it both ways. We can't say just round them all up and put them into affordable housing. It takes time to do that. What is the answer right now, friend? United States of America. That's a, that's one of the worst things I've heard about lately, and I just wanted to. I give you a piece of my mind on it. I well, think it's I think it's shocking. Well, shocking, you, shocking, shocking. Well, you sure gave me a piece of your mind, Fran. I I appreciate your call and and I do appreciate your passion. Thank you, Fran in Queens to New Jersey and Vincent. Good morning, Vincent. What's on your mind? Uh, Dominic. Good morning. Hey, how how you doing? Good morning. I'm well. Go ahead, please. 
Okay, uh, I'm Vincent DiBenedetto. Uh, just by way of a quick background, I've I've mounted an exp- I have a remark okay, by the Vincent, way about Vincent. You got to get to yes. the point. I cannot. I, I have too many calls. You got to get to the point. Okay, the point is that Mayor Adams' plan is well-intentioned but ultimately incorrect. Now, I care gave my father for 14 and a half years. He had dementia. I'm caregiving my mother. I'm she sorry have to an hear issue that. Or two. I'm really I'm, sorry to hear uh, well, that. I, 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 well, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Um, uh, so I'm sensitive to these issues. And moreover, here, of course, here in America, we're, we're especially sensitive to issues of personal liberty. Now, uh, now, when you when you shake that all out, uh, especially here in America, what you end up with is this: uh, there's nothing worse to an American than losing their liberty, than having someone else tell them what to do. Now, imagine how much worse yet it would be if you have someone telling you what to do, someone careening you and you know forcing you into a van or a, or a vehicle and taking you away. And you're perceiving this through the eyes of a mental illness, which is going to increase your confusion and your, your angst and your misery even more. Okay, wait, but Vincent, uh, wait, 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 okay. wait, 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 wait. There is a solution here. Okay. There is a solution here. Vincent, you got to get to the point a lot faster. Please go ahead. Well, it, it takes a little time here. And, and, and by the way, if I can just, just take an additional three, three seconds here, I, 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 I say this from the standpoint of what I'm of an exploratory campaign for president. Right. Okay. For president. That, that's it. All right. You were doing good until you went on your your um, your 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 uh, campaign of what of what you said. I am I am sorry, Vincent, for what you're going through with your parents. What I wanted to ask you, Vincent, until you took us off into left field, is I I sympathize with what everyone is saying, but you cannot have it both ways. So you don't want to offend their rights. I really don't either. But what's the alternative? What is the alternative? Do you just leave them there? And then what about what about the rights of the public? Why why do we have to deal with this? Chris in the Catskills. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Hey. Good morning. How for a cold walk, man. It's about 25 degrees out. Last week when I brought up about a ballot referendum idea to to, uh, bond to pay for the construction of mental health facilities, uh, and I made a comment anybody could do it, not in our state. In the state of New York, it's a three-year process if you ever start it late in a year and it has to go through the state But if you recall, Chris, I told you that it was a non-starter politically anyway. But what's the answer? Well, I think the answer is what I brought up, because otherwise, if they don't pay for it, I mean, we just passed Proposition 1 in New York State to pay for a green initiative that is going to upgrade, you know, water systems that are over 100 years old in many parts of the state. Okay, okay, but but we're talking, wait, wait, Chris, Chris, but we're talking about human beings that need to be dealt with tonight, tonight, this morning. So what? Well, obvious, go ahead. Go ahead. Obviously, it's, it's going to have to be spread out because there's not enough mental health beds available. And some of these people will unfortunately have to be incarcerated. But that, that cuts to the chase of our jurisprudence, criminal justice system. Uh, you know, jails and prisons should be there should be about 12 or 14 different designations, at least, you know, based on what crime you commit, whether you have mental health issues. You know, they're mixing in, you know. Uh, minimum, medium, maximum security prisons is just it's it's a simplistic, idiotic means of dealing with incarcerating people in this country. And there's it's, it, it just points to one of the fa- many failures of government in the United States. Fair, fair point. Fair point, Chris. Um, and I, I appreciate your call and I want you to enjoy your walk. You said it's about 25 degrees, but but enjoy it. It, it. It's a blessing, you know, to be able to do that. So enjoy it. All I'm stating, folks, again, is the problem has to be dealt with. And you have to understand, I come from the perspective, when I when I left graduate school, came down to New York City, one of the big problems uh, was the homeless. And there was a huge shelter. It's now, I think it's closed. It was right on 42nd Street between 8th and 9th Avenue, and, you know, you couldn't go inside, and it was just horrendous. And the city was paying, like, $3,500 a month for a room, and it was just awful. So 
that's what I started with back in uh, in 1985. And I will never forget one early morning I was sent on a story to Brooklyn, and I go to a shelter downtown Brooklyn, and the woman who happened to be homeless, I'm interviewing her, and she said, I want a two-bedroom apartment just like everybody else. And it really startled me, the comment. I didn't say anything to her because are, are, are you entitled to that, to that two-bedroom apartment? Are, are you working to pay the rent or mortgage for that two-bedroom apartment? Just the way that I see things, we, we're not entitled to anything. But it's a mentality. And the advocates are in court fighting Adam's plan. And when they win, if they win, the homeless lose. If the advocates win, the homeless lose. I want you to think about that for a second. I've got to take a break. When we come back, we will have our Carter Care segment and more of your telephone calls. And Frank Morano is coming up at the top of the hour. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. This is something positive that Governor Hochul of New York uh, did, creating a hate and bias prevention task force to combat anti-Semitism. It's a serious problem that's going from bad to worse. This task force will apparently spearhead public education and outreach efforts statewide, statewide, and serve as an early warning detention, uh, detection, that is, system in uh, local communities and mobilizing rapid response efforts in places where a bias incident has occurred. A step in the right direction. Let's go back to the telephones Peter in the Bronx. Good morning, Peter. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. I am a former psychiatric hospital patient. I actually wrote a book about my experiences in the Bronx, Queens, um, and the people, the patients that I met there, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, need to be there. uh, There's people that suffer with schizophrenia and psychosis, and the friends that I made there uh, unfortunately, you know, attack their families with knives and, uh, thank God they didn't kill anybody, but you know, they're, they can't be out on the streets. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, there's gotta be a way to have them institutionalized and people don't like to use that word, but in a humane way, um, where they still have their dignity. Um, but it, it's unfortunate, and right now there's not enough beds, and that's that's the one thing that's going on. Okay, so Peter, as someone that's been there uh, in that situation yourself, yeah. uh, you refer you're referring to the people that are hospitalized, but what about the people right. that are on the street? What do we do right now, in your opinion? Um, we have to get them into shelters and uh, have the it, shelters even against their will. Uh, unfortunately, it has to be against their will uh, because, like we're seeing on on these videos, people are getting thrown onto subway tra- su- uh, subway tracks, uh, people getting attacked with feces, um, and uh, you know, a lot of times we want to call these people animals and they're crazy, but a lot of the times they truly don't know what they're doing, and. Um, and it's a disservice to to them, and it, it's a disservice to the general public uh, to have them on the streets. Now, at, at, for example, at Bronx Psychiatric Center, which is one of the places I was at, there's an older building that they're not using anymore, and it's completely empty. Um, I'm not sure why they're not using it, using it anymore, but that's that's one resource that can be used. Hmm. So. When we're dealing with people on the street, I I believe, uh, and I'm interested in your perspective here, Peter, that sure. that that they've got to be removed. That is the, the that is the humane thing to do for them and the public. 
But yes. but but it but but why do you think advocates are fighting this and are against it? Um, because they haven't seen it up close. Uh, it has nothing has happened to them yet, and they've also haven't spent time with people that are extremely uh, schizophrenic or have psychosis. And when you're, I mean, I had the opportunity. I was hospitalized on and off for about 14 months. I was actually a guest on Frank's show one time to talk about my book. But going back to the people in the hospital, you know, when you're spending time with them uh, and you get to know them better, you realize that they're, they can't function um, on the streets. And it, it's unfortunate. And you grow to feel uh, some sort of sympathy toward them and you don't want them hurt. And I've spoken to people with schizophrenia and, you know, they hear the voices that they hear in their head, you know, it gets loud and it hurts their eardrums and uh, it makes them do things that they wouldn't normally do if they weren't medicated. And when they're medicated and they've realized what they've done to other people, they feel horrible about it. And, um, the people that I've met, you know, who attack their family members, um, when they've, they've realized what they've done, they, they feel a ton of guilt. They feel shame. Um, and they sort of understand uh, uh, why, they're, um, why they're hospitalized. Well, Peter, I, I, I appreciate your call, and I, I appreciate you um, educating us on the issue um, as someone – I give you a lot of credit for acknowledging uh, that you spent five years in a psychiatric hospital. No, it was about uh, about fourteen months. Fourteen months, and I and I, I hope you're doing much better. It sounds doing that better. Way. Anxiety and depression my whole life, and then I kept the journal there, and I wrote a book about it. And um, what's the name uh, of the book? Uh, the name is the Psych Ward Notes: Surviving Anxiety and Depression, and it's on uh, Amazon. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Peter, for the call, and good luck uh, with your book. Let's go to Ina in Manhattan. Good morning, Ina. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Mr. Dominic. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. What I'm saying, this is late. They should do this a long time ago. Why isn't um, facilities built long time for these people? Some of these people are decent people, people with house and money. They just got done on their luck and, and get get a little crazy. And they should do this long time ago. Look how much money they are spending for the immigrants, illegally coming in here, bringing in drugs, killing off the people and everything like that. I don't know why I'm no those advocates who's against this. They should throw them in jail. I take their apartment and put these people in it because I don't know what they want. What they're gonna, these people will freeze outside. We should have nice place building for them like, like Willowbrook, but not like Willowbrook, but building, you know, psychiatric places to put them. Long time ago, some of them are veterans that fight for, for in the war. And, and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. It's, it's so crazy, and it's, it's disadvantage to these poor people. I see many of them in the street, cold and hungry and dirty and stuff. It's it's crazy. It is. It is. Ina, I thank you for the call. In a, in a moment, I'm going to be joined by Frank Morano, but let me go to Max in Manhattan, and then we'll be joined by Frank Morano. Max, go right ahead, please. Yes, uh, Dominic, thanks for taking my call. Um, I think there's one aspect of this that uh, no one seems to be covering, and that is the majority of these people who are sick, they either have um, some form of heavy metals poisoning or some sort of overgrowth of fungus or candida overgrowth. And I think it's ironic that at the same time... Wait, 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 Max. I I have no idea what what you're talking about right now. I've been around the issue of mental illness all my life. And I've I'm trying never... to clarify this. Okay, but you got to be quick. You got to be quick. So, I okay. mean, go ahead. Go if ahead. you have mercury toxicity and you have heavy metals, this can cause psychosis. But the irony here is that in New York State, you're not allowed to test for mercury. 
I've never heard anything like that. Maybe, maybe you're right, Max. I've never, it, to, it, it, you probably don't. My mother went through mental illness and, and a, a chronic paranoid schizophrenic. And so I know all the medications. I know the behavior. I know the voices. I know why they don't want to take the medication. I have never, Max, heard anything like that before in my life. Thank you for the call, though. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. How is your son doing? Hello, Dominic. You're doing a lot better today. Thank you very much. Good, I appreciate good, it. Good, good, What do you have coming up this all morning? All right, we've got an action-packed show. Uh, got a lot of stuff we're going to get into. I'm going to follow up on a story you mentioned earlier in about three minutes about uh, Scott Stringer and his defamation suit against this uh, woman that accused him of sexual harassment. So we'll get into that. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the story in the New York Times over the weekend regarding uh, ROTC and the claim that some people are being, students are being enrolled in junior ROTC without their permission. Uh, I found that pretty interesting. And uh, we'll get into a wide variety of subjects. The Orion spacecraft made it back from the moon successfully. What does that mean for the next step in terms of lunar travel, we'll explore it. And we'll even discuss cigars and give some advice to people who are looking for something to buy for the cigar lover on their list. So another full show is coming I hope up. so. I that, hope so. That is fantastic. Let's continue with the telephone calls. Frank Morano, Dominic Carter. Frank is starting at the top of the hour. Alex in California, good morning. What's on your mind? Uh, thank you for taking my call. I want to say that what we call Hispanic illegal aliens is less important an issue of their impact on the United States. Due to open borders, by about 2045, the United States will cease being a Western nation. Western culture will be replaced by a non-Western culture, which is predominantly Hispanic. And this will change how we interact with other countries. And this, in turn, will force Western countries like Germany and France to downgrade their relations with the United States. That's an aspect that no one ever talks about, but I hope that somebody will talk about it. Hmm. Well... I, I hear you, Alex, but I, I've got I've got literally forty seconds left to the program, so I have to table that uh, perhaps for tomorrow. You can call back, uh, and we can talk about it tomorrow, or you can call Frank. Frank, I'm passing the mantle to him right now. Frank will be with you from one until four a.m. Five, 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 unless five. you know something I don't. <laughs> 5 a.m. I don't know anything you don't Bring know. out the hook an hour early. <laughs> Folks, keep it right there. Wait, wait. Uh, someone complained last night that I laughed during me oh, and your, sorry. you know, so I, we have to be very serious. serious. Yes, 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 Mr. Morano. <laughs> keep it right there, folks. Talk Radio 77 <laughs> WABC.